Good morning. It's the 30th of March 2021. I'm Lydia Lekonyero. Welcome to the news around Uganda. In our first story, the National Organization of Trade Unions has expressed concern over the availability and safety of workers' money in the National Social Security Fund. This follows Finance Minister Matia Kasaija's letter to the President advising him not to assent to the NSSF Amendment Bill, which allows workers to access 20% of their savings with the body. The union boss yesterday castigated Kasaija's advice to the President as an abuse of their earlier negotiations that led to this amendment. 20% of the 100 shillings that I have there, you do not have it. Then the question is, where is our money? If we cannot just simply access 20% of our savings, and they are raising a lot of suspicion as to how NSSF as a fund is functioning. Maybe all the money has been eaten, we have no money. These are now questions we need to be able to start uh, putting across. Is the money there? All the money has already been eaten and we have no money. Notu Chairperson Wilson Asha Owere said they will call for the general council to discuss the way forward. We are going to have a meeting of the general council where the leadership of both Notu and Koftu will sit together and make a decision. And that decision, once they make a decision, is what we are going to go with. Another thing, we are also going to write a letter to His Excellency the President explaining to him all what we are explaining to you, the press. And we are going to give him facts and figures. Meanwhile, the Forum for Democratic Change has asked the government to investigate the conduct of doctors and nurses at Mulago Hospital over neglect of duty. Last week, the hospital neglected to separate co-joint twins of a one Joyce Alinga, a resident of Ujongo village in Kapelebiong district. Alinga delivered twin girls at Amuria District Hospital, but moments after the caesarean birth, one of the twins was found dead while the other was alive, prompting medics to refer the children to Soroti Regional Referral Hospital, who also referred the family to Mulago Hospital. However, Alinga failed to get an appointment with doctors for two days and opted to return to Soroti, which forced doctors led by Dr. Joseph Pepodoy to take the risky surgery that was later successful. During a media briefing, FDC Assistant General Secretary Harold Kaija condemned the conduct of the doctors at Mulago Hospital, calling for an investigation. Kaija hailed Dr. Epodoy for the heroic act that saved a life. But Dr. Epodoy getting them back and leading a team to separate the dead from the living. Because you wonder, when Mulago was sending them back home. Were they sending them to bury both? Because since one was dead, the other one never. You, you, cannot, you, know, you cannot keep a dead person to live with one who is living. It is a story that must really be investigated and addressed. It is a story of success and, and a story of actual real mourning of our health sector. In a tragic story over the weekend, the former speaker of the East African Legislative Assembly, Daniel Kidega, is undergoing treatment at TMR Hospital in Kampala, where he was rushed in critical condition. Kidega was involved in a road accident along the Northern Bypass on Sunday night. The police public relations officer, Fred Enanga, says investigations into the matter are ongoing to establish the cause of the accident. Honorable Daniel Fred Chidega, who was driving 
a Toyota Land Cruiser under registration number TCD316EAC and uh, uh, this is uh, a Land Cruiser which got in a serious accident with a Fuso lorry <coughs> under registration number UHU534A. The Honorable uh, Daniel Fred Kidega, he was in critical condition but as we talk he's now out of danger. Uh, both the vehicles are now parked at Chira Division pending inspection by the inspector of vehicles. We've also applied for CCTV footage to get to find out who, what was the cause or who, was, uh, uh, who is responsible for, for this accident. Also in our national news, three former presidential candidates yesterday morning failed to appear before the Human Rights Committee of Parliament. The Human Rights Committee, chaired by the Bujiri Woman Member of Parliament Agnes Taka, was yesterday morning expected to interact with FDC's Patrick Amuriat Oboi, Nancy Kalembe and Henry Tumkunde on their ongoing investigations on human rights violations that happened during the elections. The Vice Chairperson Agnes Taka says apart from Patrick Amuriat Oboi, who communicated that he had gone for burial, the rest of the candidates did not show up. Taka said after their failure to show up, the committee does not plan to reschedule its meetings with them unless they request for the meeting. No, we can't reschedule them. It's, it's not uh, by force. They don't have any crime. So if, unless if they request, we can give them time. But if they don't request, we don't have the duty again to reschedule them. Independent presidential candidate Nancy Kalembe says she did not appear before the committee because she thought the investigation letter she received was requesting her to confirm a date on when she would be available. I think that the letter was requesting me to get back to them and confirm a day when I will be available. The letter I received indicated that I, I didn't think it was a someone. I thought it was um, I was supposed to get back to them and tell them which day I was available. Continuing on our ongoing updates on COVID-19, the Archbishop of the Church of Uganda, His Grace Dr. Stephen Kazimba Mugalu, has received his COVID jab together with other bishops and clergies. After receiving the vaccine with his wife at the Archbishop's Palace in Namirembe, Kazimba implored Ugandans not to believe in the COVID-19 propaganda but instead accept to be vaccinated to prevent the spread of the disease. Kazimba called upon all Christians to use this chance and get vaccinated because it's for the good of their health. Kazimba was vaccinated along with bishops including Henry Katumba Tamale from West Buganda, Bishop Michael Luboa from Central Buganda, among others. I am grateful that uh, we have launched this campaign in the Church of Uganda. And being the Archbishop, I have taken my job. And now I want to invite all God's people wherever you are, especially the Christians in our church. Please don't hesitate. There is a lot of propaganda here and there, but uh, we need not to just go by that. Otherwise, the side effects of uh, the vaccine cannot be compared to the disease itself. Meanwhile, Uganda Local Government Association has expressed concern over the inadequate budget allocations for local governments, which they say is not enough to facilitate the administration of local governments, despite the increased number of leaders at that level. The president of the association, Joseph Lomonyang, says in the upcoming financial year, the money allocated in the budget for local governments is not enough to get the work done. 
He was speaking during the opening of the 25th annual General Assembly that is taking place in Kasese district. It is true that looking at the amount provided under the unconditional ground, unconditional ground, the current bill is less in proportion to the number of elected councillors. As Uluga, this is an advocacy issue to be escalated to the Minister of Finance through the Ministry of Local Government. Lomonyang also wants the government to increase remuneration of local government leaders and their retirement package. He wants the ministry to allow retiring LC5 chairpersons to retire with their official cars. As your executive leaders, we have picked up the increasing call for the welfare package for retiring district chairpersons. We have engaged the Honorable Minister of Local Government on numerous occasions, one of which was the meeting with the fellow chairpersons on January 2021 at the Ministry of Local Government. In particular, a request has been put forward for them to be allowed to leave with their assigned vehicles. In Koboko district, four Ugandan taxi drivers plying the Koboko-Juba road have been shot dead in Lanya County in South Sudan. Those killed have been identified as Stephen Amati from Maracha district, Gaddafi Dada, Ali Soni and Saddam Mustafa, all from Koboko district, who were reportedly ambushed on the road between Yei and Juba on Sunday afternoon. The attackers robbed the passengers of their belongings, including clothings, and left them naked. Wilson Sanya, the mayor of Koboko municipality, who has been among the team making efforts to bring back the bodies of the deceased persons, says their efforts have been frustrated by the volatile situation as armed men have refused to allow access to the area. Koboko today has been a dark day. All these are taxi drivers. They were all killed. Those people who laid ambush were only shooting drivers. The passengers were not hurt. They were only robbed. They robbed their things and their clothes. They were made to live naked. So I think maybe they are sending a message to our people that don't use that road. We are making arrangements to evacuate the body. From yesterday up to today, the bodies are still at the scene. Those who laid the ambush will refuse to give the bodies. Efforts to remove the bodies have been futile. The forces try to rescue the body. We organize with the authorities of Lanya to go and pick the body. But the ambulance that we sent, as it was approaching the scene, the driver saw and gained another fire burning on that side. He decided to come back. It's a very sad moment. Meanwhile, tensions are high in Koboko municipality following the news of the shootings. Sanya says they have been mobilizing the people to stay calm as they try to involve the security committee, the Ugandan embassy in South Sudan and the Ministry of Internal Affairs to handle the matter. The Ugandans here are saying now the Sudanese have killed their boys, they want to revenge. I have been appealing to our local people that for us as a country, revenge is not part of our philosophy. Death has occurred, we need to be calm. Government will take it up to see how we can bring to attention of the authorities in South Sudan to have our people secure when they're in that country. We are going to have a security committee meeting with a resolve on what we need to do and make a, a formal communication to our embassies, to our Minister of Internal Affairs to see the safety of Ugandans while they're in South Sudan. Muki Ratibo, the chairperson of the taxi drivers, says he talked to the taxi drivers and local community to contain their emotions because the South Sudanese living in Uganda are innocent and are victims of the violent militia men in their country. Even this morning, I called sir, they came to my office. Let's continue to contain our emotions. In Uganda, we have the law, but the other side, things are different. We must bear in mind, we have our relatives and Uganda also the other side. When we try to revenge on the innocent ones who are here, by the way, even the Sudanese who are here, they are away from the same problems. 
those who are with us in the camps and the town here, they also ran away from the same problem by that time. So when we attack them here, we may not change the situation. We are attacking the innocent people. And where are we putting our relatives who are also in that side? And the other side, you know the situation which is there. There is a state of lawlessness. So we must not give them opportunity now to do what they want to our people that side. In Teso region, religious and political leaders have proposed that an umbrella body be formed to embrace all Iteso and drive development in the region. This was reached in a joint meeting for all district chairpersons and members of parliament organized by religious leaders from Teso under the Teso Religious Leaders Efforts for Peace and Reconciliation in Soroti District. The chairperson board of directors of the body, Bishop Charles Bernard Abaikol, expressed gratitude to the leaders who attended, saying this was going to be the beginning of a new chapter for Teso region. We also agree that uh, members should be should volunteer to participate in the committees that will be set, um, and such committees should help to draw the strategic plan for the development of the of the Teso region. And Teso region should is not only the mother Teso here; it should go as far as Tororo and other areas which where Iteso uh, belong. Terlepa was also given to be in charge of bringing about reconciliation uh, among those MPs and the LOC fives who had conflicts and whose hearts are still hurting over what happened during the elections. And so we have a challenge to make sure that reconciliation takes place so as to bring our people together. We thought that being a member of parliament and uh, LOC5 is not the only thing that one can do in order to serve the people of Teso. But where there has been a, a hurting and a abusive language and uh, uh, threats, we need to work together to bring our people together, to reconcile people to one another so that that the constituencies that they represent or which they sought to represent should receive uh, blessings. The State Minister for Teso Affairs, Agnes Okiror, asked all classes of people in Teso region to embrace the Teso Development Union regardless of their political affiliation. I want to thank the bishops and all the religious leaders for this initiative but this has been a very great day for Teso. This Teso Development Union, the association that cuts across the political and the religious divide and is for all people of Teso that is meant to address the key issues that concern the development, the socio-economic transformation of our people. It's a very good and welcome move and we are going to support the association as founder members already. Some of the leaders who attended the meeting included the Soroti Catholic Bishop Joseph Echiru Oliach, together with his Anglican counterparts Bernard Obaikol, Nicodemus Okile, John Charles Odukami, and Bishop Patrick Okabe, who is the chairperson of Teso Parliamentary Group. In Kasese District, security in the Renzori region has in a joint operation arrested a 27-year-old armed robbery suspect. Captain George Musinguzi, the Uganda People's Defense Forces spokesperson for Mountain Battalion, identified the suspect as Eric Ekut, a resident of Kabekuru village, Karusandere sub-county in Kasese district. During the operation, an SMG rifle with one empty magazine plus one misfired bullet was also recovered, was also recovered according to Captain Musinguzi. He said the suspect will appear before the military court marshal after investigations are complete. A joint operation conducted by UPDF and Uganda police arrested one notorious criminal, Okuti Eric, in Kabukeru village, Karusandara sub-county Kasese district, with one SMG, an empty magazine, and one misfired bullet.
This is the very gun that was stolen from a UPDF detached at Kanyangaya Detach in Kasese district also. And with that story, we come to the end of the news around Uganda. I'm Lydia Lakonyero. Good morning. <laughs>